Are you an ambitious female looking to create financial freedom through real estate? Then you're in the right place. This is the Building an Empire State of Mind podcast with Carly Grunman and Jennifer Champion. We're two busy moms who are unapologetically ambitious about following our dreams to create financial freedom for our families. Our goal is to help a million moms just like us create generational wealth for their families through real estate. We're bringing you real talk, strategies, and lessons learned from the ups and downs of entrepreneurship while balancing our family lives. We're so grateful you're joining us as you're exactly where you need to be. Now let's get started. Welcome. Hi, Jen. Good morning. morning. I am good. How are you today? I am great. Friday, sunny. It's sunny where we are. Jen's, uh, we're up in the upper left coast where it's rains a lot. So we are super happy that we see sunshine. Um, And it's a good day. Are you excited for our podcast today? Yes. Nicole Crone. So excited. I know. So you met Nicole. So I'm going to have you do um, a little intro on her. Tell me all about her. I'm super excited to meet her. Yes. So Nicole Crone is a professional co-active leadership trained coach and NLP practitioner. So alongside our guest last week, Kayla Pilecki, Nicole co-founded My Aligned Purpose in June of 2020 to support women entrepreneurs. Nicole is an international best-selling author and podcast host. The spiritual teachings Nicole provides come from her registered yoga, mindfulness training in Hatha, Yin, and vinyas, as well as sitting in ceremony with Peruvian shaman medicine woman. Wow. As a former high school teacher, connector, and visionary, Nicole has coached over 200 people to become best-selling authors on Amazon and has coached thousands of women inside of My Aligned Purpose programs. Her mission is to support women in elevating their mindset and proving to themselves that anything is possible. Nicole loves out the out sorry, time outdoors with her husband and two dogs living in the Pacific Northwest on Vancouver Island. She is a human design generator, an Aries through and through, and a big lover of coffee, dogs, travel, and considers herself a learner for life. Awesome. Let's bring up Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Good morning. Good Good morning. morning. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks for being here. I'm excited to dive into the science behind manifesting for all those skeptics, which I will admit, um, I would say before March of this year, I was definitely on that side of the fence, Mm. like a thousand percent on that side of the fence. There was no there was no wavering back and forth for me. No, when you drank the juice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I saw the evidence. It it Mm -hmm. took, it took knowing why doing something. I was saying to Nicole earlier, people used to tell me they would meditate and I'm like, why are you wasting your time sitting there with your eyes closed when you should be out hustling. That is how you reach your goals. People, this is how we do it. We don't sit and think about things like get out there and do them. And then, you know, joining you and Kayla in a five day free challenge. I was, I think my mouth was just open the whole time because I had 
I had no idea that I had no idea about, right? Mm -hmm. Like I had goals, I had a vision board, you know, I, I definitely think I've crushed the last three years of my life. And then, you know, just like little things that you and her were saying and, and then looking back at my life, I'm like, oh, that's like, that happened. I didn't realize what I was doing with those inside conversations, but yeah. And then I just jumped in with two feet and <laughs> drank all the Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. And that's just it. We're always manifesting. We're, mm. whether, whether we know it or not, or whether we like what we're manifesting or not, we're always manifesting. And so when there is skeptics, that's the, the very first thing I want to say is like, okay, well, like you can not believe this, but like you're doing it anyway. So you might as well manifest what you want. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I want to say I knew Jen before she knew you and we were just talking about this behind the stage. So Jen was definitely a skeptic and like, I don't need that BS before. And I was a little on the woo woo side, but I'm not, I don't push on people. But so I do want to say she did meet you too, took that five day course and everybody in her life is like, you're like a whole different person. Not that you were a bad person before, but like (laughs) by any means, it's just like a whole different, your vibration has definitely lifted. And so I would love to hear all about your background, how you know all about this. You, I hear you're, uh, was it certified in NLP? Mm-hmm. And I want to hear all about NLP and manifestation and about you and your background. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I mean, I, uh, like, where do I even begin? I think uh, oftentimes I share my story and I start with, I was in grade eight, um, so I'm 37 years old. We can do the math there. I was in grade eight, and I went to the movie theater to see the movie The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio. And at this point, I had never traveled outside of Canada. I'm from Nova Scotia, a little small, small town on the East Coast. And I'd never been on a plane. My family and I, like we did small little trips, but we've never traveled big as a family. And so I wasn't exposed to what I, what was out there. And I watched the beach and I went home. I've been journaling since I've been like 10 years old. I went home and I like wrote all about how someday when I'm older, I, as soon as I'm done graduated high school, I'm going to travel all over the world and go to beaches just like that. And then I went through high school and um, I, I've recently found this out in the last five years. This would have been nice to know a long time ago, but in strength finders like Clifton strengths, it's an assessment and there's 35 strengths that you can embody and you get your top five when you do this. And I've had to take this test multiple times for different people I've worked for and different programs I've been in. And every time it comes up, my top strength is intellectualization. So reading things, understanding it, memorizing it, distilling it, sharing it. Like that's just my jam. I can read something and know it. So knowing that now it makes a lot of sense, but high school was really easy for me. I was just like, whatever, I'll just memorize whatever I need to memorize, write the test, get out of here. Um, And so because school was easy for me, it was natural that teachers and friends and my parents from the best place were all like, you need to go to university. Like you can do anything, go be a lawyer, go be a nurse, go do something because like you're good at school and I was like 
I don't want to go to school. I want to go to the beach is what I want to do. And I knew I had this intuition inside of me that was like, that's what's going to make you happy. Like sitting in a desk for another four, six, eight years is not it. But I didn't listen to my intuition. I listened to what everybody else was doing. So I went to university. I got a four-year degree, Bachelor of Arts. No offense to anybody that has a Bachelor of Arts, but like it doesn't get you very far. It just got me in a lot of debt. So then now I'm 22. I have this degree. I still haven't went to the beach yet. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck am I doing with my life? I don't know. Am I allowed to swear here? Yes, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. You're a good company. Okay. <laughs> So I'm 22. I graduate. A group of girlfriends and I are like, let's go move to the mountains. Like, um, Banff. I'd never been to Alberta. I've never been to the mountains at this point. We were like, let's go move to Banff. And I remember calling my mom up and saying, in two days, I'm going to move to Alberta. And she was like, what is happening? Nicole, like, what do you mean? You don't have a job. You just graduated school. What are you doing? I'm like, no, me and -and so-and-so, we booked a plane ticket today, a one-way plane ticket. I'm going to go. I'm going to pack my bag. Um, I'm done with my apartment in in Halifax, and I'm going to go. So me and my girlfriends get on this plane, and, uh, you know, we're meeting all these people. We're 22. We're, you know, chatty and all that stuff. And everybody was like, oh, you shouldn't go to Banff. You should go to Canmore. Canmore will be more fun. I'd never even heard of Canmore. I was like, what's Canmore? So we land at the airport in Calgary. We get a cab to Canmore, spent the night there, woke up the next day, handed out resumes. We all got jobs. And I lived there for a year. I bartended and waitressed and learned how to snowboard and met all these cool people, Australians and people from all over the world. And I was meeting a lot of like nomadic backpacking type of people. And I'm like, I want to be doing what you're doing. Like, that's what I want. I had that call again. And it felt really good. Like being in camera felt really good. It was like not being in school, meeting lots of people, having lots of fun. And then um, two years after that, I had. So now I'm like mm, 25, I guess. Um, I start to have this like, uh uh-oh, all of my friends are starting to get married and they've been in their career now for, you know, a handful of years. Oh my gosh. Some of them are even starting to have babies. They're buying houses. What's wrong with me? Why don't I have any of that? Why don't I want any of that? Like I couldn't figure out like why I wasn't wired to want these things that other people wanted. So again, I denied my intuition and I was like, well, I guess I'll go back to school and get a real job. So I went back to Nova Scotia, went back on another degree, did my B.Ed., That was a two-year program. Graduated. I got my teaching job and I was like, this is it. I've got the job. I'm going to go make all the money. I'll I'll save for a pension. I guess that's the cool thing that we're supposed to do. So 27 now, I get my first classroom. I feel like this is it. This is 10 years ago. This was in 2013. And I get my first classroom and I walk in and I loved my students. I I love teenagers. I think they're awesome. And yeah, I loved like being able to teach, but I didn't want to teach the curriculum. And so at simultaneously at the same time of doing my BEd, I took my yoga teacher training. And much like Jen was saying at the beginning, I used to think like meditating and yoga and all that stuff was for the birds. I remember, I can remember specifically my little younger sister saying to me when I was about 23, do you want to come to this yoga class with me? And I was like, I'm not 
paying to stretch. <laughs> Absolutely not. And she was like, you don't have to pay. I get to bring a free friend or something. And I was like, oh, okay. I played sports my whole life. I'd been really active, like go, 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 go. I walk into this yoga class with my sister and everything changed. I was like, oh my God, it smells amazing. I slept good. My back didn't hurt. I was like, what, what is this peace feeling? So we flash forward. I'm 27. I graduated, um, being a teacher and being a yoga teacher on the same day. And I chose my yoga teacher graduation. My parents were like, we're not going to your graduation for you being a school teacher. And I was like, no, I want to go to my yoga teacher graduation. And they were like, oh, okay. So I'm this teaching job up North and I, I've always known that like maybe rebellious isn't the word, but that's the word that's coming to me. I like to do things my way. I like to do things differently. So the school I was in had kind of strict rules around yoga and meditation. They kind of like thought it was against the religion that was being taught in the school. And so uh, they were like, you know, we can't call it yoga. If anything, it's like movement or stretching. So I started to close my classroom door and be like, don't tell anybody, but we're going to meditate. And the kids were getting hooked. They were like, this feels amazing. I was bringing in my essential oils. I'm like, who wants the peppermint? Let me dose you all up, breathe it in. And they were like, Miss McClellan, teach us how to do, that was my maiden name. Miss McClellan, teach us how to do headstands. And so like, we shut the classroom door. I'm like, okay, everybody partner up. You're going to throw your partner's legs up against the wall. And we're going to teach everybody how to do headstands. Like we were having the time of our lives and not telling anybody. But what happened was parents started being like, what are you doing with my kid? They actually want to come to school. They're actually getting good grades. Like they love being in your classroom. And I was like, I'm not being... I'm not being strict on like, you have to know this mathematical algorithmal thing. And when my students would say to me, like, why do I need to know this theory? I'd be honest and say, you don't. <laughs> I'm an adult and I don't need, <laughs> I don't need to, um, to know this. Like, you've got the internet, you've got a calculator, like, let's actually learn how to be good human beings and what makes us happy. This is a very long roundabout way to say this, but I really start to realize that slowing down and being mindful and meditating and breathing and stretching and knowing the chakra system, which is like a Vedic system in yoga philosophy, which scientifically just matches up with our scientific endocrine system in the body. I was like, I know this and I know it feels good for me, but the proof is actually in all the students I'm working with. Um, and so that's what led me to write my book. But I left teaching. I was with somebody for six years. We were in a relationship. We were engaged. We were about to get married. And I found out he had cheated on me. And so I was like, well, I'm not getting married. I'm not doing this. We're done. And that felt like that was when I was 29 turning 30. And I felt like, what is happening to my life? Why are all of my friends getting to have babies and build families and like settle down? And my life feels like it's just a total upheaval. So I was like, I'm, I have to <clears throat> leave this. I have to go figure out. It was like my own, like eat, pray, love journey. And I got a year visa to Australia. And at 30, I left with a backpack and I sold everything I had. And I was like, I'm going to Australia. I'm not teaching. I don't want to own any belongings. I don't even want to work. Like I'll teach yoga here and there and like maybe waitress once a week, but I need to figure my shit out. And I just got so into 
the woo. I got, I was reading every book. I was taking every class. I was meeting all the people. I'm like, tell me everything, you know, and I, I, I mean, I can speak for myself, but I think anybody that knows me pre going to Australia and after Australia, I'm two very different human beings. I'm so calm. I'm so settled. I know what I want. I don't take any bullshit. It's like, like, this is, I don't feel any sort of way that like, oh, I'm 37 and I don't have kids and I'm not doing life the way everybody else is doing it. It's like, I finally felt okay with who I am and the life that I have. And that's what got me into all of this. And then my line purpose and then moving here and it like, it all just keeps adding up. But this, the story begins with, I knew I wanted to have freedom. I knew I wanted to go to the beach. I knew I wanted to do my own thing. I knew I wanted to do things differently. I don't want to just sit in one spot. I don't want to be in an office. I don't want to be at a desk. Like I don't want those things. And I don't want to pretend that I want them because I pretended for too long. Yeah. So that's kind of like what got me here. I love it. Love that you, you talked about how you were just going against your intuition and like, look where it got you, you know, like you felt like your life was in an upheaval and like everything was kind of, so to speak, not going mm. the way you thought everybody else thinks it should be. And I love that you're like, I'm 37 and I don't feel that I feel like I need to have kids or I'm behind or comparing myself to someone, which I love because it's so ingrained in us as little kids, as girls that like, oh, you need to have kids and you need to have be married and you need to be here. And I love that you're like, this is my truth and this is who I am and I am okay with it. But it probably had to take a lot to get there. Oh, yeah. Like so much, like really working through limiting beliefs, people pleasing tendencies, like wanting to appear a certain way and feeling another way and, and really just like having to march to the beat of my own drum. And now I'm like, every time I stand in my authenticity and my, and I'm transparent and I'm honest about who I am and how I feel about my life, that's when everybody reaches out to me and is like, I love your story. Thanks for being so relatable. Thanks for being human. Like, that's how I feel too. And it's like, so there's just no pretending that I can't I pretend it. anymore. I love it. I love it. What was something that was like a pivotal, like it was going to Australia, but what it was the yoga, was it the yoga and the spiritual? Like, what did you read something? Like, what was something that like, kind of like opened you up to the woo, so to speak? Hmm. Okay. Well, this is like <laughs> really woo. And I don't even know if you're, you, if you've even heard of it or if lots of people have heard about it, but because I was going to Australia post breakup and healing and all of this, um, one of my closest girlfriends lives in Australia. She married an Aussie guy that we met in Canmore when we moved there when we were 22. So that she met this guy in Canmore and, uh, she ended up moving overseas with them. They got married and they've lived there for like 15 years. And so she said like, come stay with me. And until you get your feet on your ground, feet on the ground and we'll figure it out. And she said to me, I really think you should go to this ayahuasca ceremony. And I was like, what's ayahuasca? And she said, oh, okay, well, I wouldn't YouTube it. Um, but just trust me that um, it's this plant medicine. And she's like, you know how like you can take magic mushrooms and see some like visuals? She's like, it's like that, but it's healing. And I was like, I don't think I need that. And so of course I YouTube it and I'm like, Oh my good God, I am not doing that. That looks terrifying. Absolutely not. 
She's like, Nicole, please. I feel like this would be so healing for you. Apparently, lots of studies and things will data will say that one ayahuasca set or ceremony is equivalent to 10 years of therapy. So, um, and I'd never done therapy at this point. So I was like, I don't know. I think I've had a pretty good life. Like, I don't think I need this. And she's like, I think you do. I think you're in denial of how much this like being cheated on has hurt you and you don't trust men and you can't continue to go through life, not trusting people. So she convinced me. So I got to Australia in October of 2016. And three weeks later, we were signed up to go to this ayahuasca ceremony. And so for anybody listening, I do like want to maintain the sacredness of it. It's like, um, you know, some people will say like, oh, that's a drug. It's, I don't view it that way at all. It's plant medicine. It's medicine that comes from the jungle in Peru can only be harvested from there. Can't, we can't grow it here. We don't grow it here. Um, and so two Peruvian women came to Australia and they came on a boat and they brought all this medicine with them. And it's a big batch of tea that is brewed. And we were, there were about 12 of us there. We spent the whole weekend together. You have to do this incredible fasting process for days and weeks leading up to it. And um, I did ayahuasca two nights in a row. And the first night I drank it the first night and it gives you, everybody says like she, it's like called the mother plant, like Pachamama is what it's called. Everybody will say like, she will not give you more than you need and she will give you everything you need. And she knows what you need. The medicine knows what you need. So the first night I was really gentle. I was like, you set an intention in front of the group and it only works at nighttime. So we had to wait till the sun went down. We drank it at like eight o'clock and it lasted until about four in the morning. And I said, I want to see a visualization or a dream about how I can live near my sister someday. That was my first night. It was like really airy fairy light. Like I don't want to talk about how I don't trust men. Um, and I had the most incredible experience. Like, oh my gosh, I remembered all these childhood memories with me and my sister that I'd never remembered before. It was like, I mapped out this whole thing. I just moved to Australia three weeks prior. And I was like, in a year's time, when I come back from Australia, maybe I can move to BC. I've never lived here. I'm not from here. I was like, I could probably get a job at Lululemon or something and then figure it all out. And flash forward a year later, I moved to BC. I got a job at Lululemon. That's how I got my feet on the ground. It's, it's all, it's like crazy and it's not and everything. And then the second night, I was like, okay, I'm here to do the hard work. Um, I'm going to drink this stuff and I'm going to ask for healing. I'm going to say, please help me see that like I can be loved and I can be in a relationship and I can trust um, men and move forward. And when I say I went to like my version of a hell and back, that is not an exaggeration. It was the scariest dark night of the soul I've ever experienced. And I would do it all over again for how I came out. I came out and I called my mom and I said like, I just did the craziest thing. I didn't want to tell them about it beforehand in case they were worried. And I said, I wish that everybody I loved could experience this because it is so healing. And I walked out of there and it was like, you know, lots of people will say in ayahuasca, you see yourself being birthed again. I absolutely did. I could describe the entire process of my mom birthing me. It's so bizarre. And I was able to tell my mom that like, this sounds so woo for people, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and like you drop your ego 
that's what ayahuasca is all about. You, you drop your ego. So I left there being like, why do I care what anybody thinks? Why am I, why did, why does anybody care what anybody thinks? Life is so short. I want to be happy. And, and then the, I suppose the quote unquote craziest part of all of this is plant medicine can give you teachings that you've never had. And I don't know how to make any sense of this, but I didn't know anything about the like chakra system and the Vedic system and all of that before I did ayahuasca. And I left there as if somebody put an encyclopedia of it in my head. I knew everything. I can tell you everything you ever want to know about the chakra system. And I got that from drinking ayahuasca and I don't know any other way to explain it. And I feel like I know it really well and I embody it and I can teach it. And so our platinum experience, we do modules are based off of like, here's the strategy, but here's the soul. Here's how, like, if you're going to do copywriting, here's how to do it from your throat chakra, which is a a chakra. Like if you want to go here in five years, here's how to do this with your third eye. If you want to do this, here's how to do it with your solar plexus, which is your confidence. It's like, I just know it all. And I didn't get it from a book. So I don't know what else to say. It's so bizarre. It's like magic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was traumatic and healing and life changing. And I feel like that was it for me. But since not everybody's going to go and do ayahuasca, (laughs) um, I would definitely say like some super easy beginner starter books are um, the universe has your back by Gabby Bernstein. Love it. That's where I got started. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's such a Kickstarter book. If you don't know anything about this world and you want to hear from a woman who also didn't know anything about this world and how she get into it, that's such a like great basic place to start. Asking it is given. Um, Jerry and Esther Hicks uh, wrote that book. That's an incredible one. And then when people, maybe people are a little bit further on their journey. And if you want to get into the science of manifesting, which I love, um, then I recommend uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself and Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And those are like next level, deep science of manifesting books. What are the other two? I'm sorry. The The last two or the first two? The last two. I'm going to read um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Okay. And Becoming Supernatural. And they're both by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Okay. I love it. So <clears throat> my question for you is, so people can get these and get these books and get started. But um, like, what are some great actionable steps to get started in manifesting a life like you, how you are, you're like, if let's say we don't want to do ayahuasca, we, you know, like I get it, like that's not for everybody, but what are some good actionable steps where people can get started getting onto that life that Mm. they, they, they dream of? Yeah. That they don't need a vacation from. Yes. Yeah. I think like the number one piece of advice that I would give to people and it is like how Jen was saying she met us and and kind of came into this world is you have to put yourself in a space or a place or a room where other people believe this and they get it and they're talking about it because, you know, like, yeah, there's the saying of we are the sum of the five people we spend the most time with. And I, I do believe that's true. Um, and, you know, kids don't get to be factored into that. You're not the sum of your kids, but your spouse or um, if you've got roommates, your best friends, your work colleagues, your mates, like whomever you're having the most intimate conversations with on a day to day basis 
if they're not talking this way or thinking this way, most importantly, believing this way, then your RAS, like your reticular activating system, which is in your brain, and it is your RAS and NLP are so intertwined because NLP is neuro-linguistic programming and it is neuro is your five senses. So what we see, what we hear, what we taste, what we touch, what we feel, that's all taken in through your RAS. So that's like, oftentimes people will hear RAS if they know RAS, reticular activating system. That's when you think like, oh, white car. And then all of a sudden you see a bunch of white cars. But this is also like, hey, she just talked about manifesting. Oh, hey, she just said something about manifesting. If you're not hearing that, you don't think it's normal. You don't believe in it. You're not curious about it. So I think you have to start to put, people have to start to put themselves in the room where people are saying like, yeah, it's normal to sit and meditate or visualize or journal or script or um, go on a rampage. That's an Abraham Hicks thing where you just go on this rampage and you say everything you want that you're grateful for. So I would say put yourself in the right room. And I mean, I think Kayla and I do a really good job of that, of inviting people into the collective. It's a free space. And we're here to say, yeah, we talk strategy and we talk business and entrepreneurship and we're serious. Like we're, we're going to the top and we're having a lot of fun doing that. And we do it with a mindset first strategy. If you don't believe in your abundance, if you don't believe in your success, then you won't have it. Like you can have all the funnels in the world. You can have all the strategies, the outreach, the email campaigns. But if you don't believe that your success is inevitable, you will not fulfill it. So I would say for people, put yourselves in the right room, find a community of people who are talking about manifesting in a way that you relate to. Like Jen was saying, she related to us because we do share manifesting in uh, both a scientific and a spiritual lens. And not everybody does it that way. Some people are really scientific and some people are really spiritual. And the gift that I have of being able to read something and distill it is like, well, I take both. I take what I learned in ayahuasca and I take what Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about in his books and my yoga teacher training in NLP. And I make that my own. And I say like, here's how to do this in a really fun way and pick and choose. If you like the woo, do it this way. And if you like the scientific way, do it this way. And if you want a bit of both, here it is. I think that was huge, honestly. And understanding like when you have even, so, okay. So if you don't know anything about manifesting, which I didn't, but then understanding what I was doing without knowing what I was doing and how it was showing up. So for example, there was like, so the largest project that we have on the go right now is 71 townhouses in a commercial development. Mm. That was announced with uh, a different partner group. That was amazing. I was like, oh, okay, like that's so, I was like a couple years. I was like, that's not me right now. I was like, but me in like two years for sure I could see myself being a part of that. I don't know how I'll be a part of it. Like maybe I'll just support one of the other women and, you know, like buying materials, doing design, but somehow I'll be a part of that. Fast mm. forward a year, our company ends up buying the project. So like that, and that was something I didn't, I, you know, I didn't know about journaling and all that. I didn't say it out loud. That was just something I said to myself. I don't even think I mentioned it to Seth. I did not say anything like that, but even just that, right? So mm -hmm. I really liked when I came to your five free days was that I could look back at situations and be like, oh, this has been happening all of my life, but I wasn't being intentional with what I wanted for my future self. So that was a big one for me and being able to have like concrete evidence that, yeah, you're not just like, ooh, 
we're going to think happy thoughts and happy things are going to happen to us. Cause I feel like that's what I've been exposed to before. And I was, yeah, I was like, that is not, not my vibe. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I think is it is like, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, will do something on a weekend, weekend training. And now I'm a manifestation coach. Um, and sure, fine. If that's, if you truly feel like you have the knowledge and the experience to move forward and, and put that knowledge out for others to learn from. But I believe yeah, like, yeah, I have a teaching degree. Sure. That's fine. Yeah. I have a yoga teacher training. That's fine. Like all these things. I think what makes people want to learn from people is their experience. And so I've had all these experiences when, when we first started my line purpose and I put out to the world, like, Hey, does anybody want to learn manifesting with me? This was before my line purpose was a thing. I didn't realize that people had been watching my journey as a teacher and watching how I'd been manifesting things. I, you know, I made a goal in 2019 that um, I made the statement that we now say all the time and we have mugs and everything with it, but I made the statement in 2018 or 19 of, I am a master attractor. I attract the people, places, experiences, and things that I desire. And I focused in, I was like, the thing I want to really manifest this year is trips. And that year I manifested four paid vacations that all came to me. I got to go to Hawaii, Palm Springs, Arizona, um, and somewhere else. I can't remember at the moment. Oh, Colorado. Um, and they were all taken care of like, Hey, I bought this ticket. Do you want to come to this? And Hey, I want to fly you to Hawaii and do this. I got my friend in Australia was like, Hey, I was not a coach. I was a teacher. He was like, I want to fly you to Hawaii and pay you to come coach people. And I was like, what? Okay. Um, so yeah, it's just like, I think, manifesting is so real and there's lots of strategies. As I said, I love journaling since I've been a little kid because I like writing. I'm deep in my thoughts and it helps me get them out. And I manifested Jeff through a writing manifestation technique called scripting. And that is like, that was so cool. And all the My Line Purpose community witnessed that. That's what I think really turn the switch on for people who were following the journey. I was like, watch this. I'm going to manifest my person doing this thing. And six weeks later, I met Jeff and six months later we were engaged. And one year later we were married. Like it was so fast. That's the thing. Like, I don't believe that we have to wait a certain amount of time or whatever. I think when you want something there's, it's called quantum leaping. So I could say to you, Jen, Carly, what are your big desires and goals one year from now? And you're going to tell me an answer. And then I'm going to say, okay, Carly, Jen, put yourself in that place one year from now the goals achieved, you have the things or whatever that you want. What do you imagine that version of you would desire next? And then you would tell me like, okay, well, if I already have the homes and the property and the money in the house or whatever that I would like to have in one year, then I guess that version of me might want this. And then, so it's like, well, cut that first part out, go big. You actually want that. Why are we saying, why are we playing small and saying like, well, I want this thing first. It's like, just say what you want and work towards it. So if you want a billion dollar laptop lifestyle, we don't need to be like, but I need to go in this linear process. No, you don't because time's an illusion and it's all made up and that's a whole other thing. But it's like, we can just collapse the time by understanding what we really want and who we are when we have what we want. Because manifesting is not manifesting 
a like tangible thing, it's manifesting a feeling. And once people can really get on board with that, that you're manifesting something that elicits a feeling, it makes it so much easier. And an example that I often share is if you're manifesting, I like to say a boat, uh, I'm an adventurous type of person. So let's say a boat. And I'm like, okay, why do you want to manifest a boat? And you're like, well, because I think it'd be a lot of fun to take my friends out on the boat. And I like to be adventurous and be on the water. Okay. So you want to be out with your friends and be adventurous on the water. Is that what you want? Yes. And I want to own the boat. Okay. Then my question would be, if you never get the boat, are you never going to allow yourself to be fun and adventurous with your friends on the water? Are you making your whole happiness in life depend on this material thing? If you reversed that and you said, today, I'm going to choose to be adventurous. I'm going to go out. Maybe I'll rent a paddleboard. If you don't have a boat or whatever, I'm going to rent a paddleboard. This is and because what you want is fun and adventure. And you go paddleboarding with your friends and you're like, I'm having you truly feel like you're having so much fun and you truly feel like you're in this adventurous state. What that is doing is putting your magnetism out there. And that's when you meet like old Susie from high school, who's like, Hey, I haven't seen you in forever. Want to come out on my boat? And you go out on Susie's boat. And you're like, you know what? I actually don't need my own fucking boat because I'm having so much fun with Susie on her boat being adventurous. And it's like, we can release the like, release the idea that our experiences need to come before the feeling. It's the feeling you want. You want to feel fun and adventurous. So wake up today and go do something that allows you to feel fun and adventurous. Don't make it dependent on the thing. And when people can get that and they can be like, you know, I want a life partner because I want to feel loved. Well, you have to do everything that loves yourself first so that you are magnetic and now, I don't mean physically attractive. I mean, vibrationally attractive to the person to come to you to be like, I, you, you are my person. You are beaming. You are light. You're like, nobody wants to go and move towards the person that's like, oh, I hope someone loves me. Like that's, it's not like physically attractive, but it's also not vibrationally attractive. Yes. And you know what I love? And this kind of goes hand in hand with what I've been reading a lot lately is they say, who do you want to be in a year? Like you said, and be that person. So if you want to be in, like, let's say I want to lose 30 pounds and I want to be successful. Well, what are the things that that person does then do that now get up and go be spin now. or be her now. And you have to be that person to, like you said, attract. I think that's just another way of saying exactly what you just said, which I love. Yeah. And I think that's so true, Carly, of like, um, you know, be her now. The thing is, is like, and if you, you said lose 30 pounds. So let's use that example. Like we can't hate ourselves and lose 30 pounds. I can't look in the mirror and be like, Oh God, I just want to lose 30 pounds. I hate how I look, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like that doesn't motivate you to be the version of you that loses the 30 pounds. And if you look in the mirror and you truly can't believe it yet, like I don't believe that I love my body or I don't believe that I'm a millionaire. So saying I love being a seven figure business owner doesn't feel real then I offer people have some sort of bridge there for yourself. I'm loving the journey of losing 30 pounds. I love how much fun it is to go to spin class. I love what I'm learning on my way to becoming a seven figure business owner. That makes it feel more real. Yes, absolutely. I love that. That's a really, really good because it's hard for a lot of us to be like, it really truly is a mindset thing, like you said. And it's, it's, you do, that's such a good point. Bridge the gap with, 
I love spinning or I love, you know, just to get you there. Yeah. Um, Because if you don't love spinning, you won't actually spin yourself to lose 30 pounds. You just won't. So huge. We have to figure out something that you love. That's the thing where, you know, for the longest time, years, I was like, oh, I wish I could be a runner. I want to be a runner. I want to have runners high. And I'm like, well, I actually guess I don't want to be a runner because if I really wanted that, I I would go out and run because I get what I really want. And I do work towards what I really want. So this like elusive idea that like runner's high is going to be it for me. I don't know. It's just not it. (laughs) True. And I love also how you, you touched on this is because this can't, will can be a lot for some people maybe, but you also brought in the science aspect because there is proven science. It's, Yes, it's woo, but there is proven science behind it and it can affect your body. And I love how you brought that in for that other part of the audience. It's like, um, I'm an, I'm a nurse or I'm a doctor or I have that science brain, um, that it is an actual, it's a thing. It's a real thing. It's just not all woo as we, as we call it. Absolutely. I mean, the science piece of it for anybody who's listening and they're unsure of like, I I don't know what that means. Like, what do you mean it is scientific to manifest? The simplest way I like to explain it is if you've ever, um, okay, let's see if I can show you this here. Okay. I have this vision board. Now, can you see this little person right here? With yeah. all those little things lit up? Yes. So that's, that's a chakra system. You might see that a lot in like yoga world. And those are referred to as energetic centers. They can't be seen like by a doctor or like by a, a thing. Um, in Chinese medicine, we know that we have meridians. You go and get acupuncture and it's, you're not getting a needle into your bloodstream. You're getting a pin into an energetic uh, flow that moves through the body. So in, in uh, yoga, we would call that um, Uh, Well, in yoga, you've got your chakra system. So let's just keep it really basic. And so there's seven in the body and each one is responsible for a type of energy. So we have our root chakra. That's the base. It's like right where our like base of our spine, below our spine, where our where our uh, genitals are. That's the very first one there. And it is responsible or known for like grounding, safety, money. When it's in balance, we feel grounded. When it's out of balance, we feel fear. This is so important because if that first one is off, all the rest are off. So if we have money fear, if we have scarcity around money or um, also like our our home, like our, our survival, if that feels off. So when somebody's like moving or they're in transition, it's going to make everything else feel off. And then it moves up to the next chakra, which is your uh, sacral chakra. And this is just below your belly button. And your sacral chakra is creativity. This is where creativity is birthed. It's the womb space in a woman's body. Like a woman has a womb. Um, everybody else has a womb, like that area, that space. So it's creativity and sexuality. So if you are not even tapping into like your sexuality, if your if your sexual drive is low um, and you're not like 80, um, then that can be an indicator that something is off energetically. Um, and that is also uh, your spot of creativity. So if you're feeling like I'm just not creative, I'm not in the zone, chances are you're also feeling like 
I'm, I'm not in the mood. I do not have the drive. Like that's an indicator that something is off energetically. Then we move up and we have our um, solar plexus. And this is like right at the top of uh, your abdomen where just below your rib cage. And this is like our willpower, our confidence, our drive to move forward, our ambition. Those bottom three are the most dense and are their like physical body energy. And then you have your heart, which is like a bridge between bottom three and top three. And your heart is like, you know, do you love, do you love yourself? Do you love others? Do you put love into your work? We move up. We have our throat chakra. Are you speaking your truth? Are you saying what's on your mind? And your throat chakra and your sacral chakra are like twins. So the creativity starts down here in the womb space and it could flow. It's moving. It's like, oh yeah, I've got this great idea. And then it comes up here. And if you're like, but I'm too afraid to tell anybody about my idea, you stifle it. So this is where people are like, I do have good ideas. How come it's not working? It's like, cause you're not expressing it. And then we, and because there's a block there and the block can be there because we've been told like, don't use your voice or don't say it that way, or you're not speaking up or whatever. And then we move to third eye. Uh, this is your point of intuition. This is where manifesting truly happens. Um, and I'll explain the science in that for one, in one moment. And then we go to crown chakra. This is like your connection to something else, higher self guides, angels, whatever. So that's like for the woo people that are like, I love the chakras. This is amazing. I love all the energy. I'm lit up. I'm on fire. And then for the scientific people are like, what the hell are you talking about? It's, it's your endocrine system. You have your pituitary gland. You have your pineal gland. You have your thyroid gland. Like we, we move through the glands in the body. So when somebody's thyroid gland is off, we can, we can look at that from a scientific medical point of view. Absolutely. I personally, this is me personally, I would look at, am I not speaking my truth? Mm -hmm. Am I not saying what I really want to say? Am I stifling down what's on my mind that energetically that's what's happening. So we have an endocrine system. Everybody has one and it has glands and those glands are responsible for hormones. So when we get to our pineal gland, it's a tiny, tiny little gland in the center of our brain that's attached to our intuition, our third eye. What happens is we have cerebral spinal fluid in our spine. So you can start to work with the energy by breathing in. And if you start to, contract and draw in like your perineum and your lower abdomen and engage, you're starting to move this fluid that's in your spine up, up, up to the top, to the stem. And you're moving it up to your um, pineal gland. And what happens is it like hits like little, you can make your breath like hit against the pineal gland and the pineal gland secretes a fluid. So in a scientific lens, it secretes melatonin, serotonin. When your pineal gland is like on and you are functioning well, you're sleeping well, and you're waking up and you're energized, your melatonin and your serotonin are balanced. And this from this place, when that's balanced and we activate that gland and you really like focus your attention on this point of your skull and you're moving the fluid up and you're like hitting the pineal gland, this it's putting out a radio wave. And I don't know how many people are like, I don't listen to the radio because I don't understand the radio waves. It's like, I don't understand how we're emitting these radio waves. I don't question it. It just works. Um, I guess I could go study it further, but I don't. So it's submitting or emitting like a radio wave frequency. And from that place, that carries a vibration, 
a magnetism. And that's where I'm thinking, and this is truly what happened for anybody who doesn't know, Kayla and I, we've been meditating, we've been journaling, we've been thinking, we're like, Maps going to start to buy apartment buildings. We do not know the how. Yes. We, didn't, we didn't tell anybody. We didn't put it out there. We didn't ask for it. Jen showed up in our life two months ago and was like, I buy apartment buildings. We build apartment buildings. I'm like, oh my God, it does work. I, I mean, I prove myself that it works day in and day out, but that's just it. It's like, I sit, I breathe, I let it come up. I focus on this area. I make sure I'm balanced, right? Like I can't have clear thoughts and um, like be terrified if money's going to show up. We've got to like work on balancing our energy and being aligned. That's our whole brand, my aligned purpose. And from that place, that's where you like your frequency is what attracts things to you. So you don't have to go out and be like, well, I'm going to apply for the job that I really want. If you are in alignment, somebody will call you up and be like, I was thinking of you and this job opportunity came up and I think you'd be a good fit. That's manifesting. That's Mm -hmm. when it comes to you. And you're like, I was thinking this, I was feeling this. And now it's arrived to me. I love it. So how, like, so if you are woo or if you are science, like what are some, I know we're, we're getting, we're getting late, so we can't go into this as much as I would love to, but what are some ways that we can balance our endocrine system? If you're scientific based or chakra system. So there's breathing, you talked about breathing. What are some other ways you can do that to get in alignment I know that this is a loaded question. (laughs) It's a long question. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, I'm I'm like, well, you could like talk to a coach, a counselor, a doctor, a naturopath, acupuncturist, massage therapist. Like I recommend getting a team. I love all of my support team. I have an acupuncturist, a massage therapist, a naturopath. Like I love all that to make sure I'm in balance. But at the end of the day, nobody can tell you how you really feel. So I think I would encourage everybody to have some sort of reflective practice daily. If this is the only thing you take away from this episode, carve out five, 10 minutes with yourself every single day and notice, like, you know, if you feel off, you know, if you feel tired, you know, if you feel inspired and don't deny it, listen, ask your body what it's trying to tell you, like get intimate with your heart, with your adrenals, with your throat, your thyroid, be like, yeah, why do I keep getting this reoccurring cough? What could that mean? Well, you're going, you know, we're smart. We're intuitive. It's like, I have really been shutting down what I really want to say to so-and-so it's like, just do the hard work of speaking up and aligning yourself and checking in. And so if in those 10 minutes every day, you're just journaling out how you feel, you're just sitting with your body. It doesn't have to be meditation. You're just sitting. You're like, Oh yeah. Like I am scrooching over like this or crouching over like this. Like, let me pull my shoulders back and get my spine tall and notice how I'm feeling. Because again, man, Manifesting is a feeling. So we manifest who we are and how we feel. And 
a low vibrational feeling, like a feeling of fear or shame or guilt that's lowest on the vibrational scale. When people are like, oh, I'm afraid because I'm in such a fear state, I'm going to manifest more fear. You actually can't uh, because it doesn't carry enough of vibration. So you're in fear. You're just not manifesting anything because your vibration is so low. You move up that vibrational scale and you start having a gratitude practice where you're like, I love my coffee and I love my dogs and I love that I'm breathing today. I you know, whenever you have a stuffy nose and you're like, oh, I just wish I could breathe through my nose, like have gratitude today that you can breathe through your nostrils. Like it's anything. And when you have gratitude for that, your vibration is magnetic. It is so big and high. You just get more to feel grateful for. So if anybody's fearing, cause they're like, well, I'm always in a bad mood or not well or whatever. Don't fret it. You're not actually manifesting more of that. I would just encourage, like, do something. You're not going to go from fear to gratitude in one jump, but like you can move up the scale. And so the way to do that is an intentional five, 10 minutes with yourself every single day. And if you can't make five or 10 minutes for yourself at this moment, I think you probably need more time. Yes. You know what changed? Yeah. I started doing three things that I was grateful for in the morning. Like I would wake up, I would work out. And then before I did anything else, I had to say three things. Yeah. And if you go on Amazon, there's an app. I have it as an app. And in Amazon, there's a book, the five minute journal. That's exactly Mm. what it does. You wake up in the morning and you say three things that I'm grateful for. Three things that I, um, is true about myself. I can't remember what they are. You do it in the morning, in the evening. If you just start with that one thing, it's five minutes. I feel like that it's so good. That is so good for like an intrinsic practice for somebody to do on their own and to get started. And then if you feel so called and you have a partner, Jeff and I bought the five minute journal. Well, for him, he was like, I, you know, I don't want to get into like journaling three pages a day, but I think I could start with this. But then we took it and we just, we do it verbally now. So in the morning we say it to each other. And before we go to bed, we say to each other, like, what were three great things about your day today? What's something you would do differently? Like, and we just create that verbal conversation and it, you can't go to bed in a bad mood after you've mm-hmm. said things you're grateful for. That's and we so say true. three things we love about one another. And every day it's like, you know, it can be something different, but it's like, three things I love about you today. And I think for people in partnerships or with kids or and sharing space and you love anybody, telling them three things you love about them every day is Huge. Huge. I I think that's so good doing it together because I was just talking to someone about this yesterday that I, I, Seth would say this too, but he is definitely a more negative person. Um, Just like, oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? I'm like, but what if it doesn't? And what if this happens? And so I we have, you know, our vision board and our goals and everything are in our bedroom. And I'm like, so on the outside, then we started putting things that we had achieved. And like, at least you can be grateful that we've done these things. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to get him to, I'm like, why don't you wake up? And instead of it's like, oh, the kids are screaming. It's like, be grateful that we have two healthy kids that are screaming, having fun, fighting, like who cares? Right. Like, yes. yeah, it's chaotic, but, yeah, exactly. So, but I think, um, I just don't think it's something he'll do on his own. So that's such a good idea doing it at night together. And then it's prompted and he, you know, it doesn't take any extra like energy of writing it down for him or anything. I'm definitely going to try that. Yeah. Awesome. Let me know how it goes. Yeah. 
One thing I do with my daughter, Rory, she's six on the way to school. Blake is two. So she's too young, I feel like, to do this. But I'll do it with her later. Is On the way to school, we talk about three things that we're grateful for. Mm. So we'll say, oh, look, the sun is shining today. I'm grateful for all the trees that make oxygen for us to breathe. So we'll do that. And then I pick her up and I'm like, tell me three great things that happened today at school and tell me one thing that you're like peaks and valleys. So Mm -hmm. we we do that. And I think you can even do that with kids. And I love how you started this out, how you did this as a teacher with kids where just the breathing exercises and bringing that in because our school system here in the United States, I don't know how about in Canada, but we don't do meditation. We don't do breathing. We don't do like, body scans and checks. And I think it's not valued, right? And your parents were like, what are you doing with my kids? I see a difference in them. So that's, that's brings it all full circle. Yeah, it was amazing. I was being given, I taught grade seven for a a good chunk of time. So 12 turning 13, starting to hit the hormones. Mm -hmm. And I was getting handed like the roughest and toughest kids And, you know, I had this one kid, I wrote about this in my book, the first few days of school, he sharpened pencils and threw them at me. He didn't know me. He didn't trust me. He didn't like me. He was not into me as his teacher. And five months in, he was writing me music, bringing his guitar, playing for me, was, was wrote me a song when I left teaching, like a goodbye song, videoed it. Like people just want to feel seen and heard and loved. And it starts with feeling that in themselves. So true. So huge. Mm -hmm. I love that. I wish more teachers would, and more parents would also just take these exercises of breathing and, you know, just loving ourselves and each other. And that's just it. That's the most important thing too, Carly, is like, we can say like, oh, I want my kids to experience more meditation or I want them to love themselves or I want them to be out in nature or whatever. But if you are not doing that, it's like it it's if you're not doing that you are not prioritizing that for yes. you that is the clearest signal you're sending your children well like you don't prioritize it and it's like the ed Milet thing you know ed Milet's known for saying oh we tell our kids you can be do and have anything you want but we're not yeah yeah absolutely lead by example that's with everything in leadership if you have kids or you're leading a team or you're a coach and you are leading a group like any leadership is huge yeah yeah i love that i love that and and this one i your name doesn't show up facebook user but it says yoga has been proven in an open mri that has a kiddo in child's pose after a meltdown kicks out the sympathetic into parasympathetic which is like into calm for Mm -hmm. um in a new york minute so it's science yeah it's science too and that's like the sympathetic and parasympathetic if people are like i don't know what that means like sympathetic is fight flight freeze Mm -hmm. parasympathetic is rest and digest it's like and that can be done in a breath in and a breath out like that's how we can start to regulate that i love it this is huge i feel like there was so many aha moments in here I talked to so many people about ayahuasca. I'm scared of it just because I, I'm very anxiety. Like it's not hard to put me into an anxiety tailspin. I'm a, I'm a highly anxious person. So like, yeah. I'm so scared of it, but I, I've talked to so many people that are like, 
it's a safe, it's a safe place. It's nothing to get. If you do it with the right people, the right environment, intention. I mean, there's a lot of people who are trying to make a lot of money out of it and hosting hundred person retreats. Not the vibe, but doing it with the right people in the right place. Yeah. It'll change your whole life. It could change your whole life. It will change your Mm -hmm. whole life. I've heard, I have not heard anybody that's like, I have done ayahuasca and I wish I hadn't. Yeah. Which is huge. Yeah. So yeah, I've been wanting to do that. Well, thank you so much for everything this morning. It was so good. Um, I just want to tell people that if you want to join Kayla and Nicole and any of their free stuff, their paid MyAligned Business School, you can go to startwithmapmap.com and you can check out everything. They have their podcast on there, freebies, paid for stuff when they have retreats, everything. And you can get clicked into their community and their collective as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And and Nicole, tell us where people can connect with you. Um, and tell us about your book. You've been talking about this book. What's this book called? Where can people find it? How can people connect with you and um, Kayla? All the things. Well, the book feels like a past life version of me. I don't actually recommend it to okay. people anymore. But if you're a parent or teacher, I mean, it might it might apply. But it's um, called I Did Something Different and It Worked. And it's on Amazon and like all major platforms. Mm-hmm. But you have to remember, I wrote this like many years ago. So <laughs> it doesn't feel like my voice anymore. But Kayla and I are actually going away to write our book uh, next month. And we are writing a book that's going to talk all about how to use systems and soul to start and grow multi six figure into seven figure business online um because that's our experience that's what we've done um so that's cool but to connect um with me personally i'm the nicole crone on instagram nicole crone on facebook um and then i am our our main host of our monday segment on our podcast which is called tgim thank goodness it's monday and i do all mindset and manifesting then kayla and i together do a segment on thursday called biz besties and it's like a behind the scene of what it's been like for us to start and grow our business and um, my line purpose for everything my line purpose instagram facebook podcast website it's all there love it and we will see you jen and i are gonna see you at the end of may Two weeks yeah. we're going to your Is that all it is? Oh gosh. Crazy. Yeah, gosh. We're we have planned. Yep. So we're gonna so they have these retreats, I think, um, a couple times a year, or at least once a year, where tell tell them about the retreats so people can go find out about um future retreats that you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So this retreat you're coming to um, is our annual birthday retreat because my line purpose birthday is the first week of June. So we, for the last three years, um, we've had a retreat uh, the last week of May to celebrate the end of the year and coming into the new year. That one's sold out. Um, But then we just, just... well, it'll be public in everybody's email tomorrow morning, but we just booked Tulum um, for the end of October and the retreat space is like next level unreal. But what we do at our retreats is we bring in outside facilitators um, so people who do EFT tapping, you know, to like get into all the crazy manifesting that can happen with that. Uh, We bring in breath facilitators, so people to do breath work, um, meditation. Um, Kayla and I facilitate, we say, leave your laptops at home, even though we're like all business, um, all the rest of the year, when we host our retreats, we're like, business is put 
aside, we're going to show you like our woo spiritual mindset side. Um, and so that's really fun. We provide the best food, um, incredible music. It like, it's all so fun. And I think like it speaks volumes. We did our retreat at sparkling Hill, one of Canada's like nicest resorts last May. And when it was over, basically everybody was like, just sign me up to next year's. <laughs> like I'm, I'm coming back. Um, and I think that just speaks volumes to how our retreats sell out and, and fill up because we just curate the most incredible experience. I love it. And what I'm really excited about, and I've heard so many people talk about how it's like, it's like a baby step. I feel like to ayahuasca or like that deeper stuff is the breath work. Yes. Like, a lot of breakthroughs happen. We were, um, Jen and I are part of another mastermind. And one of the masterminds, they had a whole room of people doing breath work and they did it as a, co a collective group. And they said it just bonded them closer and it changed their lives. Like, I don't know what happens, but I hear amazing things happen when you do breath work. Oh, and I can speak for this. Do we have like two more minutes? To yes, say take your time. We're not on a time zone at our time okay. French at all. So, uh, like, the the middle part of 2020 was such a game changer for me, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, we 2020 hit, um, I was in March, it was March of 2020. And I went to go do my advanced yoga teacher training in Vancouver. And I got sent home because of the pandemic, they sent us home on March 17th. And then like a week later, I was like, I'm starting a podcast. I don't know, everybody's locked in their house. Maybe I'll just start talking to people. What am I going to call it? I'll call it my line purpose. I don't have any business. I don't have a website. I don't even know what I'm directing people to, but I just need to talk. So I started the podcast. And then I do this free manifesting thing in May. Kayla and I start My Line Purpose. June 8th was our first day of our first workshop. And then June 12th, my ex broke up with me four days after. And it was like, I don't know if anybody's read The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, but he talks about having an upper limit where we're like afraid the other shoe's going to drop, where we're like, well, I can't be healthy and successful. I can't be successful and have love. And this was so true for me. I had, I had made the most money in June of 2020 that I'd ever made in my life. I made like what I made in five months of teaching. I was like, this is blowing my socks off. And then my boyfriend dumps me and we live together. And oh, I was heartbroken. I was, it was like, it wasn't necessarily sad about our breakup because we weren't even together that long but it was like that breakup did something in me where I was having all these feelings of like abandonment and trust and all this stuff and I was just like it's never going to work out for me like why is this so hard and I was like I'm so committed to getting the resources to help me and I met this woman who does breath and she said to me um she, uh, she was a coach. I hired her as a coach at the time. And she said, yeah, I also do breath work. Have you ever done breath work? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a yoga teacher. Like we do pranayama, like breathe in, breathe out. She's like, no, this is different. <laughs> she said, let me give you a breath session. So this is now September of 2020. I just feel like I'm having all these like crazy experiences throughout 2020. And I do this breath work session with her. And she tells me beforehand, here are some things that could happen. You could experience tetany, like your fingers will pinch up and your lips will pinch up, you'll kind of feel like a little lobster. You could get really hot. You could get really cool. You could laugh. You could cry. You could see hallucinating things like 5D images. Like I'm not saying you'll experience any of this, but you could. 
And in that one hour breath session, I experienced it at all. I was like laughing. I was crying. I was freezing. I was hot. I was having crazy visualizations. I was like, what is happening? So I was hooked. Um, and then since then, I've met Kyla, who is like, she's our go-to recommended person uh, for breath work. Her a little plug for her, but it's the Sacred Essentials is her website. And she is our facilitator at our retreat this year. And Kyla's knowledge and music this is the whole thing with breath work too it's like so intertwined with the music you're choosing and that's like ayahuasca ayahuasca is the experience is made by the music that's played because the music takes you on the journey and so kyla's facilitation of breath work has changed my life i i just actually joined her membership because i'm like i need to breathe all the time I'm breathing with her tomorrow at 10 a.m <laughs> oh my gosh i'm so pumped for that i'm that's one of i mean i'm pumped i'm excited for the whole thing but i'm really really looking forward to that that part yeah it's gonna be so good the retreat i would have to say that that's probably uh the most part the part i'm most nervous about i think the whole retreat is actually so far outside of my comfort zone that it slightly makes me want to vomit, but I'm doing it. <laughs> you're doing it. And, yeah. you know, they're, you're not the only person that it's outside their comfort zone. You know, wh- one thing we heard last year at our retreat from people, a couple people who were so afraid to come. They were afraid to be seen, um, to, to be in a room, to share, to speak up, to be witness, all these sorts of things. And one of them said, like, I didn't realize I had a sisterhood wound, like where I was afraid that other women didn't like me or I wouldn't fit in or I'm not Ooh. like them or whatever. She's like, and all of that is just so taken away in this space. Like you just feel, everybody just feels like you've known one another forever and it's totally fine. And you can opt out of everything. Like we're not like, you have to stay and breathe, although you'll want to. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. super excited for this. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming. I feel like we could talk all day long. I know. And it would be forever and it would be amazing. (laughs) Everybody has time, like things that they have to do today. So we are so grateful you came and shared with us all the knowledge that you have. And if you guys want to check out myalignpurpose.com for the retreats that they're going to probably pop they don't have tulum on i'm i'm guessing you don't have it on yet but tomorrow morning 6 a.m it'll be in your inbox yes (laughs) that's so exciting Mm -hmm. thank you both so much for having me and for the conversation is really easy and i think that that speaks volumes i love it you are amazing Mm -hmm. i can't wait to meet you in real life. I, f- I was just telling Nicole, I'm like, I feel like I already know you from what I've heard from Jen and following you on Instagram. And so, yeah, likewise. I know when I met Jen, I'm like, oh, we're meeting in real life, but I just feel like I already know you. So hugs. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you again. And I hope you guys all have a great day. Happy weekend. Thanks everyone. Bye. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast and share on your social channels. Make sure to tag us. And if you have time, leave us a review. We love reading them. If you would like to hear about a certain topic, let us know and we will make it happen. Remember, we're here to help you and support you on this journey. Here's to big goals, out of this world dreams, and changing your family's future.